Hi there, listener. It's Matthew. You've come looking for an episode of the Children's Book Podcast, and you've found it. Hooray! But you're probably wondering why the name of the podcast has changed. After eight years of doing the Children's Book Podcast, I began a new career as head of podcasts at A Kid's Company About, where I now oversee a podcast network dedicated to producing original content that talks up to kids, centers the things going on in their world, and engages and challenges how they see the world and themselves. All of the episodes of the Children's Book Podcast are still here, but now, if you're subscribed, you'll get new episodes of Worth Noting, a kid's podcast about current events, hosted by me. Something for you and the young people in your life to enjoy together. Enjoy this episode, and I hope you'll check out Worth Noting and other podcasts from a kid's company about... Support for the Children's Book Podcast comes from the Highlights Foundation, offering intimate and inspiring workshops for children's authors and illustrators. I've loved each of my visits to Highlights for the time away to write, the opportunity to be in community with other writers, the talented and supportive faculty, the delicious meals and wonderful accommodations, and, quite frankly, the opportunity to get away from distractions and to write in the mountains of Northeast Pennsylvania. They've got some really outstanding workshops I want to highlight, including Nurturing Your Artistic Voice, a guide for kid-lit rebels and risk-takers, September 22nd to 25th, 2019, with Newbery-winning author Meg Medina, author-illustrator Carolyn D. Flores, and associate art director Elise Lee. And specifically for picture book illustrators, Storytelling Through Drawing, Discovering Your Visual Voice and Style, October 17 to 20, 2019, with James Ransom, Anna Raff, Jerry Pinckney, Lucy Ruth Cummins, and Sean Qualls. You and your career are worth the investment. Learn more about these and other workshops and online courses by visiting highlightsfoundation.org slash programs. Even the smallest things have backstories. This is the Children's Book Podcast, episode number 528. I'm your host, Matthew Winner. Today I'm speaking with Andrea Beatty, author of Rosie Revere, Engineer, and its sequels, as well as author of the Questionnaires chapter book series, all illustrated by David Roberts. Andrea shared much insight to how she crafts stories in rhyme, and how when searching for words, the right one is the right one. She also shares the idea of holding on to a dream for somebody else, and how books help make room. Andrea's newest picture book in the series will be Sofia Valdez, Future Prez. Recorded at the Live at 25 podcast booth at the Soundgarden Pavilion, in the exhibit hall at the American Library Association's annual conference in June, please welcome my guest, Andrea Beatty, author of Rosie Revere, Engineer, the Questionnaires series, and the upcoming Sofia Valdez, Future Prez. All 
right, so welcome to the Children's Book Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Winner, and today I'm joined by Andrea Beatty. Andrea, could you please introduce yourself, say your name and your pronouns, and a little bit about who you are and what you do? Uh, I'm Andrea Beatty, and I'm she, her, and I live in Naperville, and I write children's books. You live in Naperville? I do, Over I in do. John Chu's neck of the woods. I do, and I run into him from time to time. Do you? I that do. bookstore, Anderson's. Like, I know all about I Anderson's. I kind of live in Anderson's sometimes. I love that. Yeah. Well, I would full-time if they wouldn't kick me out. <laughs> I'm glad you have such an affinity to bookstores, and I know libraries, too, because yes. the first thing you did when we walked in was hug my library copy of Ada Twist Scientist. I couldn't bring Iggy Peck, and I couldn't bring Rosie Revere because children still have them. Yay! And we're now on summer break, so it's like, oh, <laughs> I hope they bring them back next year. That'll be really great. Oh, if not, I'll be just happy. be buying more copies they'll of your book. I'll be happy with those books anyway. So, yeah. so I want to take us back to... Rosie Revere. I want to take us back. I want to take us back to the start. Yes. And I want, if you don't mind sharing, I would love to hear origin stories for for these books. So it all began uh, when my son was little and he was, you know, maybe three and four years old. And he was that kid who would build from everything. So, you know, cans of soup would become towers and pots and pans would become kingdoms. And um, I I watched that and I loved the passion that he had with it and so I I wanted to write a book about a kid who was really passionate and I thought well what about an architect and so I wrote Iggy Peck Architect and um, the editor chose David Roberts who's this magical marvelous human being in London to do the illustrations and when David uh, returned the art it had this classroom so just working from the text there were no notes whatsoever saying oh please bring back the world's most marvelous and also very representative of so many classes I go to uh, but bring me back like every kind of kid so I can look at them I it, just from the text he, he brought this wonderful world of kids and um, so from that, it took a while because we, I thought about doing a, a sequel to Iggy. But, you know, after a while, we realized I'd written his story. What about those other kids? So went back, looked at all of the, the pictures, and each kid shows up four times in Iggy Peck. And so I spent months just, like, pouring over the tiniest details, saying, what's your story? What's your story? And I noticed there was the one girl that you never see both of her eyes. She's the smallest kid in the class. She sits there trying to be invisible. And I thought, oh, that little blonde kid, she's really shy. What's, I wonder if, what's her story? Was, what has happened? Is there something that made, like, she maybe had something that specifically made her even button up more? And that's where Rosie Revere came from. And I, wrote, I made her as an engineer because I wanted to see what David would do with the engineering contraptions because he did such a great job with the architecture. With the architecture, yeah. And then uh, from, so when Rosie came out and we're like, well, let's, let's do it again. So now from the art of two books, went back and studied all the kids again. And I noticed in Iggy Peck Architect, when they're building the bridge, uh, there's the little girl in the red and white dress and she's sitting there tapping her chin and I'm like, that kid is thinking. Everybody else is finding shoestrings, and she's, she's asking questions. So I thought, she's curious. I want to explore curiosity, and I think she's a scientist. So that's where Ada came from. And so that's the three books. And then uh, the next book, which comes out in the fall on Election Day. Um, it, so David and I have been working together for about 10 years now. Wow. And, I mean, I never put notes in except the occasional very odd thing, like... Um, can we see the the Sphinx from Iggy's yard so that we can have some point of relation 
so that the, the kids are neighbors, to make that clear. But of everything else in those books, it's really yeah, all and David. And in the chapter book series, too, is, is oh, still yes, David, yeah. Yes, um, but he, he comes up with this marvelous world that gives me these clues. But finally, I, I got to hang out with him a little bit in London a couple years ago. And I said, David, we've been at this a long time. And I never want to intrude on your world because there's nothing I can do that will ever like, improve anything you do. But I know that you know things about these kids. And I know things. And they're different things. You want to tell me anything at all? And he said, oh, Andrea, you know, I never want to intrude on your world. There's nothing I could do to change what you do. But since you asked. And he gave me some little nuggets of information about some of the kids. And one of them was that the little girl who now is Sofia Valdez, uh, that her family was from Mexico originally. So that was all I had to go on. And I thought, well, what is her story? And then I noticed in um, Ada Twist in the scene where they're all, at the very end, they're all smelling things in a jar. Yeah. And each kid has something in there that they're exploring, but there's nothing in Sophia's jar. And I thought, what is, but she's holding it for dear life. She is holding onto that thing so tight. And I thought, what is there in this jar that this kid is just clinging to? And I thought, what does a person cling to? What does a person hold most precious? And I think it's a dream for somebody else. And so I, I wanted to explore that. And so in that book, um, Sophia's grandpa gets hurt and she wants to make a safe place for the community to come together. She wants to build a park. And so even though she, she kind of, nobody, everyone's like, yeah, that's a great idea. Let me know when it's done, as people are want to do. And she finally realizes that she's going to have to be the one to do that, even though it's really scary, even though it's really hard. So it's a book where I, I really got to explore bravery. And so she kind of becomes a community organizer and brings the town together. And um, so it's great. It's fun. Remind and me of the full title. Sophia Valdez, Future Prez. Future Prez. Yeah. I love, and I had met you briefly in New York a couple years ago, and it's what set the thought alight for me, that you have a picture book with David Roberts, and it, it was you studying his art. You oh, yeah. But we're literally studying your own book it's to a- find these other stories, and that David... It's that big magic of picture books, but David met you there and was also doing world building and, and yeah. planting those seeds of stories. Everything is intentional. Everything has choice. And these children, every child in this book, regardless of whether or not their name is on the cover, they matter. They matter to that story yes. and to that class. They do. And and David draws them and he has stories for them and he knows things about them. And, and there, there never is a detail left rent to chance in his books. Even the smallest things have backstories. So I always encourage, you know, kids and educators and parents to go through and study the books and look at those little details because there are Easter eggs that tie all of the books together and they are all part of this making it a rich and full world. Like every child has a, a world that's full of details and children zone in on that and they, they really, I think it's why the books really bear repeating, repeat readings because there's always something new. I still find details after like 10 years in there. I mean, it's there, There's also the fact that they're so highly readable because oh, of thank you. <laughs> what great rhyming you do. I mean, thank I have, you. Even if I open just at random to yeah. Ada Twist, do you mind that oh, I read to you? Is that okay? I, no, I love that. I Ada love did research to learn all she could of smelling and smells, both the stinky and good. One hypothesis Ada thought could be true, 
The terrible stink came from Dad's cabbage stew. She tested and tested, but soon Ada knew it was time to come up with hypothesis too. You just have a flow. You <laughs> have a, you. like it just, no wonder we all read it aloud Thank to class you. after class after class as we do, because you've, you've just, you've, you've really mined those words and uh, just the right choice. Well, I think one of the things, and, and this is, I, I do think one of the reasons that the art and the text match so well is that I never, I always try to find the right word, and I don't care if it's 2,000 letters long or two letters long. It, it's <laughs> the right one is the right one. So we never dumb down the text or change it to make it, you know, simpler somehow. It's it, This is the thing that needs to be said. And kids will always rise to that challenge. If they don't know the word, they will ask what is the word, and that's how they find out words. But David also then does that very same thing with his illustrations. He puts in all kinds of backstories and details and science, and he does enormous research. So I think that's why it, it kind of goes. And sometimes the rhyme actually will change the plot as I'm as I'm going. So Iggy ends the way it does because I was looking for something that you can build. And uh, I found, oh, thinking, okay, it could be a house, it could be a building, it could be a bridge. Even though architects, it's more, you know, they typically do buildings. But anyway, they sometimes do bridges. And then I thought, water, some words that, for bridges. Oh, trestles. Oh, small islands, nestled trestles, you know. Wonderful. That was a good day writing. I, <laughs> our time has gone too fast. Ah. I regret that we're at the end, but I love that We've left so much more to talk about for next oh, time. yes, 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 because we have chapter books. I have to say, we have yes. chapter books, and we're exploring that whole town, and it's like I figured out that Blue River Creek is where the Simpsons meet Sesame Street. So oh. it's just like a little bit wacky, I can't a little wait. bit. I know. I'll link it all in the show notes so people oh, can yes. browse covers and be excited. But I want to end with us here back at our readers. Yes, hello, readers. Andrea, I'll see a library full of children tomorrow morning. Is there a message that I can bring to them from you? Yes. Um, their message is read, question, and think. Read everything you can read. Everything. Um, question what you read. Ask questions all the time. And then think about the answers and think, figure out what you believe about things. And then when you're done with that, go and do it all over again. And if you do that enough and if you do that long enough, at the end of the day, you'll be informed and you'll be creative and amazing and Who knows where it'll take you. Thank you so much for having me on today. Thank you. This is Darshna Kiani, author of How to Wear a Sari, coming in fall 2020. Want to find out the latest South Asian books and children's literature? Check out www.darshanakhiani.com forward slash South Asian Kid Lit. The Children's Book Podcast is recorded and produced by Matthew Winner in his library studio in Ellicott City, Maryland. You can subscribe to the podcast and access the archive of over 400 episodes at matthewcwinner.com forward slash podcast. Our theme music is by Pottington Bear, care of the Free Music Archive. All views and opinions expressed on the show are those of the individuals and do not reflect ideas or viewpoints of the publishers of the books referenced. Want to help out the show? 
writing a review on iTunes, or sharing the podcast with friends through Facebook, Twitter, word of mouth, or any other means helps reach more listeners, which leads to more content and more amazing guests. And that's a very good thing indeed. Before we leave, I want to give a shout out to all of my patrons, those folks who are supporting the podcast and keeping the lights on care of our Patreon page. Thank you, Jenny, Sue, Amy, Sarah, Kate, Lisa, Darshna, Marianne, Jarrett, Anitra, Mike, Lynn, Link, Karina, Cynthia, Elaine, Doug, Judy, Amanda, Ruth, Laura, Teresa, and others who are coming with me on this journey. You're welcome to come with us, too. Just visit patreon.com slash Matthew C. Winner and pick the support tier that's right for you. Teamwork makes the dream work, and each of you are helping to provide the tools necessary to make this podcast even greater. Thank you. We know you value what you put in front of your kids, especially when it comes to screens and podcasts. That's why we're excited to share a new podcast from our friends at Sleepiest, creating bedtime stories to help your kids fall asleep fast. Hello, Abby here. If you've got children and find bedtimes a struggle, I'd like to tell you about Coco Sleep, a children's story podcast designed to make bedtime a dream. Coco Sleep turns a chaotic bedtime into cosy bonding time. The stories are delivered in a pace that gently slows. Rumour has it that no one's ever heard an ending. So search Coco Sleep on your favourite podcast app and let's make bedtime a dream. That's K-O-K-O Sleep and I'll see you there.